Amen. We are on a series last month or going into this month called, someone say, Walk in Faith. Walking in faith. Walking in faith. Say it again. Walking in faith. We must walk in faith, amen, because we are saved by faith. We believe God, amen, who he is and what he's done by faith. All the kids are dismissed. I'm sorry, the kids are dismissed, amen, to their classes. And so we, we are in this series on walking in faith, and we've done so much. We've talked about our faith. We talked about how faith saves and how faith delivers, and we talked about how faith heals, and we've been talking about how faith, amen, is produced and how faith is expressed. And so I want to, if I can today, talk about without faith. Someone say without faith. Without faith. I want to talk about an individual that has no faith. Or what does without faith do? We look at in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And it says these words in 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is what? impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him father we just thank you tonight God for your word and for your power for your anointing that's in this place I pray that you would speak to us God Lord, remove every distraction from our minds and our hearts, oh God. Cause us to hear from you, God. Cause us to begin to grow in your faith, Father, like never before. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. Amen. I I, I want you to see this scripture, and it says it pretty simple. It's a simple scripture. It's scripture used all over the world, and you hear it preached on. But I want to touch some things here. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, to please God. It's like saying having a car without an engine. Oh, you don't hear me though. It's it's like you have the car, the car looks good, the little rider looks good, hello somebody, it's got beautiful paint job, got beautiful rims, uh, it's got all these great looks and all the great details, and you pop the hood and there's no engine. The engine ain't going to move it, the engine ain't going to do nothing to it. The engine is the faith that moves it. Our faith, amen, moves us. Come on, somebody. Our faith should move us. Faith without works is what? Dead. The same thing, a car without an engine is no good. It's a good display. We can look good like Christians. We can smile and, you know, shake hands and we can put on that, you know, the politician look. We can say amen and praise the Lord and we can jump, but that's how far we go. Because it says here, without faith, it is impossible to please him. And it goes on, but it says these words, it says, for he who comes to God must believe he is. So he who comes to God must have faith that he can save him and deliver him and change his life. Come on, somebody. And that's where we go to Romans. Go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 says these words in verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. 
that if I confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe he is in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, he will save, you will be saved. Look at verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confesses is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, he who believes on him will not be put to shame by God. For there is no dis distinctions between Jews and Greeks, for the same Lord loves all, to, is rich in all who calls upon him. This is verse 13. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. saved. Come on, somebody. Whoever calls on Jesus will be saved. And so he's saying, so okay, okay, you have salvation. He says, you come to me, you got saved with your faith because you believe that I am who I say I am. And you receive Christ and now you're saved, the faith that saves you and believing that he is the son of God. He said, that's good. He says, but something happened to us. Now we're walking around like we have no engine in our car. Now we're walking around in the things of God without the engine, without faith. He literally tells us Without faith, we can't please him. Why? Why, church? What? I want to know, why can't we please God without faith? I'm looking at that and I'm saying, God, what do you mean? Just because I have no faith, I can't please you? He says, because these words, listen, remember how faith comes, church. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing the word of God. Come on, somebody. That's how faith comes. Hearing the word builds our faith. Not hearing it doesn't build our faith. Everybody with me so far? So he's saying the reason why you have no faith is because you're not hearing the word. You're not in the word. Someone say in the word. In the word. Which is there's nothing wrong with worship. There's nothing wrong with praising. Because in heaven, we're going to be praising all the time. We're going to be worshiping all the time. Come on, somebody. That is so awesome. We're going to be before his throne. He says, but while you're here on earth, my son, my daughter, with the faith that you have saved you, but now the faith that you must take on to move and to do more and to please me. Oh, you don't hear me though. We have faith to get saved, but do we have faith to please him? Here it goes. How do we express our faith, church? By speaking and what? Doing. So our faith is produced by hearing, and our faith is expressed by speaking and doing, right? Listen to this. You can't speak what's not in you. We can't speak the word that is not in us. So if it's not in us, we start thinking weird. We are without the word. So when he says without faith, he's saying you're without the word. Oh, you don't hear me though. I'm going to explain right now what the word is, and we're going to get into some stuff right now. But this is what he's saying, because the word helps produce, when you hear it, it, produces what? Your faith. And so when you're not hearing it, there's a lack of produ production in you. And so you can't say what is not in you, because you're full of, you're full of something. 
It may not be the word, but you're full of something. How is it when we get saved, we believe God, we believe the word, we're on fire, and as time goes, we're like, uh. We start getting weird. We start acting weird. We start believing weird. We go on some weird trip. We, you open your ears to hear the wrong things. Takes you down the wrong tunnel, the wrong street. End up in the wrong place. The wrong thing happens. So how do you express it by speaking and doing? Again, you can't do what's inside you. You can't speak if it's not in you. Remember, faith, church, is believing fully on God. Faith is seeing the unseen. Faith is having confidence and trusting in God. So when he says that the scripture says, but without faith, it's impossible to please me. He's saying, you don't have faith or you don't have confidence in the creator. You don't have confidence in the great I am. You don't have full confidence that the one who saved you can help you. That the one who delivered you and set you free can help your marriage, can help your situation, can help your sickness, can help your... So when we don't have faith, we're saying, God, you're not who you say you are. And so God says, okay, I'm not who I say I am. Then okay then. Está bien. Don't expect me to do nothing for you. Because then we pull God out of our situations when we lack faith. Everybody with me so far? Amen. Just imagine here if Noah said, I don't have faith. Noah will still be Noah, but Noah won't have the ark. Oh. <laughs> Noah would have still been Noah, but he would have been Noah without the ark and saved his whole family. Because without faith, he would have had no boat, no ark. He still would have been Noah. He still would have been a man of God, but he was a man of God with no faith. Are you with me so far? You, you, you got you to hear what I'm trying to say here. There's a reason why they put these men in here because they want to see that this is what faith did. So if faith did with it, you imagine without it. So then the whole family would have been lost. And when we don't have faith in God, we affect our families. We, we, we affect our promises because it goes on. The Bible says in, in verse 8, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place. Listen to when he received an inheritance and he went out knowing where he was going. He did it by faith. Imagine he didn't obey by faith. He would have missed the inheritance. He would have never took his son. We would have never seen the promise. He would have missed being the father of all nation. Amen. He still would have been a father, but the father without a nation. The father of faith. He's known as the man of faith. He would have just been the known the man. <laughs> so without faith, it affects us. Without faith, we can't move mountains. Faith moves what? Mountains. The Bible says faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. But if you don't have that faith, you can't move those mountains in your life. 
The power of faith is so impacting. Faith is so powerful. So we look at Abraham. We look at Moses. We look at all these great women. Look at these great women. Sarah, Sarah by faith, Sarah herself, as we receive through strength, the conceived the seed as she was born. By faith, we believe this, that she did this. Wow. By faith, we got to understand. Imagine she would have said, oh, forget this, and walked away and just left. What did she do in the beginning? She said, oh, take, here, take my medservant, have a baby with him, with Ishmael. That was lack of faith. And with lack of faith caused problems in the camp, caused division in the marriage, caused disaster and problems. Where we have conflict now because of Ishmael. So without faith, it creates conflict in our lives. When she began to fix it, she says, okay, and at the age of 90, Nine and nine years old, she has a baby. That is faith. That is faith. And we believe that. Some say we believe that. You go on and you just see all the great things that happen. By faith, by faith, by faith. You look at the whole chapter of 11. It says by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. By faith. Imagine if there was no faith. What, what would we look at? What would we say? What would we for ourselves to? And that's what he's telling us. He goes, without faith, you wouldn't see these great things. And experience these great, these, great, these great experiences. And this is the thing that I need you to understand. Is that it's faith. And listening to the word of God. That produces faith. Now come on somebody. Look at Hebrews. Turn to Hebrews. Same, same book. Verse chapter 4. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. Verse 12. This is our scripture. This is our church scripture. For living word. This is our scripture. Hebrews 4.12. If you don't know that. This is our scripture. Our church scripture. Look at Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is what? Living and powerful. For the word of God is living and powerful. That's why when you hear the word, it gives life to your faith. It gives power to your faith. When you're in the word, it wakes you up. It gets you out of being dry and being so doubtful and so fearful and so afraid. And when the word gets in you, it wakes you up. The word gives life. It's alive. Remember Frankenstein? It's alive. The word is living and powerful. Church. So when we're in the word, it's creating in us. It's producing life and power in you. That's why we can do what we can do. That's why you can do what you can do because your faith is growing. Your faith is growing. Your faith is growing. So not only do you believe God for saving you, but you believe God for directing you and guiding you and leading you. Then you start believing his word, what it says, what it says. Some people only want to believe 20% of the word. I believe this part and this part, but I don't believe that part. Makes no sense. Why well, believe in heaven, but not hell? You already, he's already got you. You're on your way to hell already. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
You can't just say, I believe just a portion. I just believe the good stuff. No, you got to also believe the other stuff. Come on, somebody. All the, everything that's in the word, it is what the word says. Now, being brought out of content is something else. But for the word of God, it's living and powerful. This is why he wants us in our word. That's why he wants us to know this. And he goes on, the scripture says, not only is living and powerful, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is sharp. How many got cut with the word? And you just be like, oh. And you cut you so, so deep, your guts are hanging out. <laughs> but nobody wants to get cut with the word no more. It's sharp. It's sharp. And it's, it's, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing. Even the dividing of soul and spirit. Your soul is your emotions. It'll separate. It'll, it'll put your emotions in order. It'll, it'll separate your emotions and your spirit. You say, hey, hey, that is not spiritual. That is emotional. And the word of God will hit you and say, hey, watch how you're acting. Watch how you're behaving. The word will correct you. The word will reproof you. Come on, somebody, the word will inspire you. you, you, you come on, somebody. And, 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 and there, there's, my Lord, I'm going to go back to that one, but I just got a scripture. I don't want to lose it in my spirit. I'll come right back to that one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's what the word does. That's what the word does. And it goes on and says this, even to the joint and marrow, the, all the way to your joints, your bones. And your marrow, inside the marrow. You know marrow is good for you? Marrow is healthy. Marrow brings health to you. He says the word is healthy to you. It'll get into your marrow. You know, inside your bone. You know, you know that's why we don't get health. We don't get our health the way we do when we eat chicken soup. Because everyone wants to make it with chicken breast. Or just with, with, no, with no bones. Just put a boneless chicken. It's not good for you. But stick the pierna in it. Stick the thigh in it. Stick the wing in it. It's the marrow is what gets you healthy. Oh, you don't hear me though. Sucking those chicken bones. <laughs> Afterwards, my wife is doing uh, soup or she's doing something or making a shredded, beet, shredded chicken. I go, leave the bones for me. I'll take care of them. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm going to keep my vitamin C. I'm going to get my marrow. And, and, and the word it goes all the way down to your bones and to the marrow deep inside you. And bring health and strength to you. That's how powerful the word of God is. And so the enemy tries to keep you away from the word. Tries to keep you away from the word because the more you know, the more you can do, the more you can shut that devil up. Shut that spirit of antichrist up. The one that will mess with you and rob you of a blessing. Rob you of a blessing, rob you of a breakthrough, rob you of a healing Rob you of, of what God wants to do in your marriage, in your life, in your walk. Amen. And so he tries not you to get in your word or hear the word or hear the preaching. On the way here, they made a joke. I didn't like the joke that was on the Christian station. They said, if you want to fall asleep, just hear a preacher. Yeah, it sounded funny. I laughed. I was like, oh, man, I laughed the whole thing. But it's the word that gives us life. It's the word that impacts our, our faith. I was like, oh, that's cold, man. <laughs> but it's the word. 
Someone say the word. It's the word. And this is what I love. And he goes, no, no, the, 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 the word is powerful. Listen to this. And it's a discerner of thy thoughts. It knows when you're tripping. The word will hit you in your head, in your mind. When you're tripping, the word will hit you. And you hear, read a scripture or you read the Bible. Like, oh, I don't want to read that. Praise the Lord. Move it on. Move it on along. Like the one in your Bible, all this stuff that's coming at us. Oh, from a different perspective. You read it like, oh, oh. It should do that to you. It should hit you hard. Come on, somebody. It should hit you hard. But we don't read so we don't get convicted. And we don't want to be convicted because then we don't want to change. Because remember, faith brings change, challenging, and empowerment. So that's the power of the word. And then not only knows the discerns our thoughts, but it also knows the intention of our hearts. We say one thing, and then our heart says another thing. But then the word, we're in the word, it'll correct the wrong things. Oh, come on, somebody. It'll, it'll, it'll correct the wrong things. How many here can really say that you have some wrong thoughts in your heart? And it's the word that corrects it. It's the word that straightens it out. Because the word is alive and it's powerful. Come on, somebody. And you got to remember, when we're not, if those that are not saved, it sounds, it's foolish to them. The Bible says it in Corinthians. But for those who believe, it's power. Come on, somebody. It's life. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It enhances us. It wakes us up. It gets us out of a slumber. It gets us out of being stuck. It gets us out of being zombies. It wakes us up and says, my God, look at that man. Look at that woman. They're full of faith. That's what he says. Without faith, you can't please me. You can try all you want by smiling and jumping and clapping and, and winking. Looking cute and looking handsome. He says, he says, I'm after your faith. I'm after your faith. I'm after your faith. I'm after your faith. I need your faith because it's your faith that moves mountains. See, a lot of us, we stay stuck as we grow because we don't grow our faith. So we want, let me say it like this, you, you, you don't grow your faith so you feel like no one loves you. You feel like nobody cares. You, you, got, you start feeling all these weird emotions because it's your soul acting up. It's your feelings acting up. No one understands. And, and if they really did, they'll do this and they'll do that and they'll do do and they'll do 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 and they'll do do do. We have all these high recommendations, what everybody should do, but we don't do the basics and to get into our word. Amen. Got one person to believe it. Because the word will tell you who you are. The word will expose you. The word will spank you. Did anybody believe me or no? Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to show you how the word does that, but let me, let me, let me get into this because I, I really want to finish this, this thought. Listen to this. We're on the left, moved everything. Here we go. The last, the last scripture of that, 13, says this. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. He said, oh, I see everything. They go, I see everything. Someone say everything. everything. Ain't nothing hidden from God. 
Nothing hidden from God. He says, but all things are naked and opened. Listen to this. Naked and open to the eyes of him who, we, who must give it in account. My God. He says, I can see right through you. You can try to cover it up. I can see right through you. He says, you're naked. I see everything. I see everything. And he says, you can, you can try to cover up, hide everything and say you're not. He goes, but you are. You're lacking the word. You're lacking the word. And you're going to give an account for it. You're going to have to give an account for the lack of being in your word. But we want always, oh, well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. And God is merciful. And God is graceful. And God loves me. Yes, he, yes, he does. He, oh, he, oh, yes, he does. But he's also going to judge us. Oh, Jesus. That's the scary thing. He's going to judge us. He's going to come and confront us. We're going to be challenged. We're going to, we're going to be put through a grinder. Has anybody here went through anything since you've been saved? No? Who hasn't been through nothing? Let, let, I, want to, I, want, I want to follow you. You have never been through nothing? You have never been through nothing? Who has never been through? I want to. I, I, you know, we'll put you up here right now. Come on, here. Just take the mic. There you go. Because you didn't know the mic, now it's right here. See? But we all been through some stuff. And it's the only the word that has kept me. It's only been the spirit of God that has kept me. It's only been the knowing the things of God that says, you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. I'm sending you a comforter. You got Jesus and God is on your side. Don't worry about it. That's what God's trying to say to us. He says, if you have faith in me, I have faith in you. Because what do we want to tell our God when we have no faith? You're saying, I don't trust you. I don't believe you can do those things. So when we have no faith, we're saying, God, I don't trust you are who you say you are. Wow. So we're going to give an account. Say it with me. We're going to give an account. We are going to give an account to God. Look at it. He, 2 Timothy. This is a scripture I want to share. 2 Timothy. I'm almost done. 2 Timothy. Chapter 3. This Read, well, let's read 10, all the way to 10, all the way down to 17. Here we go. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, faith. Here he goes. This is Paul talking to Timothy. The long suffering, the love, the persecution, the, the, the perseverance, the persecution, the afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, Alconia, and Lystra. What persecution I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. My God, come on. God got him out of every situation that he was in. He's talking to Paul. He's in prison right now. He's writing Paul. Look at he says in verse 12. Yes, and all, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So don't tell me you ain't going to go through nothing. We're going to go through some stuff. I want to have faith to make it. Come on, somebody. I want to have faith in God, in his word, to direct me and to guide me. Wow. So he says, hey, you will. Not if you, yeah, maybe. No, he says, you will. You will. Look at, it goes on and says this in verse 13. But evil men and imposters will go worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So you got to watch that you're not deceived. 
that you're not being deceived and people are whispering junk in your ear and you're hearing things that are going to rob you of your faith and of your trust in God and your confidence in God. Because there's people who don't really believe all the word. They don't believe the word. He says, you got to watch out for evil men and imposters. Look at, look at verse 14. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from who you have learned them. He said, you got to continue in what you've learned, guys. You can't be fooled. Come on, somebody. Some of you, you know better, we know better, and we're robbing ourselves. Amen. It's like when you tell your kid, come on, you know better. Come on, hey, don't don't get up. And they're like, and then they get up, and then, you know, they get in the car. They don't want to really go in the car, but by the time you get there, they're all happy again. But you got to force them. Come on, you got to do this. And then they start doing what they should be doing, and they get, everything gets better. Look, at, look, it goes on. Look at this. This is in the verse 15. And that from childhood, he's reminding him when he was a kid, Paul, t- telling Timothy, and from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. From you are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. So the, the, for his, his grandmother and Eunice and Lois, his, his family who helped him when he was younger to know the salvation of Jesus Christ through faith. He throws it at him. He says, oh, to, to remind me, hey, you really know better. So don't act like you don't know Jesus. Don't act like you don't know better. Come on, somebody. He just throws it right at him. I love this. Here we go. In all scripture, somebody say all scripture. He didn't just say a little bit, just a piece of it, just one third of it, just 20%. No, he said all scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's inspired by God. It's God's word, God's instructions. Listen to this. And it's profitable. He goes, it's profitable. So it's, it, it'll produce, it'll grow, it'll multiply. It's profitable. Listen to this. For doctrine, for doctrine is a lifestyle, how we live, things we should be doing, things that we believe in. He goes, and for reproof. See, reproof is a hard correction. It's like a big spanking, boss. And it makes you pee, I. <laughs> or let me give you another word what reproof is. It's like a Tijuana taco, it'll clean you out. <laughs> Everybody good? So that's what it does. It, it's good for a good heavy-duty spanking to put us back in our line. To wake us up. It's, just, it's for correction. It's when we're acting weird, it'll get us back where we belong. Come on, somebody. It's when we're tripping. When you grow a tree, there's something called a correction stick. It's that stick you see tied to the tree so the tree doesn't grow all twinkle, all weird. So there's a correction stick. It's correction to help us, to correct us so we don't get all weird. For instructions in righteousness. You know, instruct us, church, and to show us, and to instruct us to, for training, to train us, to discipline us. Amen. That the man of God may be complete. So the word of God is so that we will be complete, thoroughly equipped, for every good work. 
My God, listen to what Jesus and the word of God is saying to us. That's what he wants us in our word so that we are going to grow healthy and strong and endure the things that we go through. He says, so without that, he says, you can't please me because you're going to be wicked, crooked, and all jacked up. Mentally, spiritually, you can be going to five different churches and you don't even know who's your daddy. Are you my daddy? Are you my pastor? Is this my church? No, I go to five churches. If you do, go find another one. You don't need this one. Find another one. I'm just being honest with you. I'm trying to help you. Be stable. Stabilize yourself somewhere. Pastor, I'm just visiting you. No, no, I'm just visiting. I'm sorry. Don't take it wrong. I'm not telling what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something else. You want to serve here and then serve there and serve somewhere else. You're unstable. You can't grow healthy. Amen or oh me? Oh, this is good. This is what I'm trying to say. So he says, without that, without faith, without the word, how can you please me? It's like saying, husband, I love you, but I don't love you. And the shop is closed. And he's like, huh? She's trying to speak to the men in a different language so they can know them. Oh, I, oh, I get it now. Praise the Lord. I get it now. It's like the women. You tell the husband, says, I love you, babe, but no more cheque for you. Without faith. No cheque. She's like, huh? Now you got it. Praise the Lord. And for you still haven't got it, without teeth, you can't eat a good steak. Come on now. If you have summer teeth, it's okay. You know what summer teeth are? Some of your mouth and some of your pocket. Got to make you laugh before I make you cry. Here we go. He's saying without faith, it's impossible. Someone say impossible. Impossible. Impossible to please him. So we can try hard and try hard and try hard in our physical carnality way of trying to be good. We can because the Bible says there's none good, not one. For we all fall short the glory of God. Come on, somebody. So we got to remember this, church. It's by faith we get saved. And then and sometimes that's just how far we go. But he says, faith without works is dead. He says, I'll show you faith with works. He says, I'm going to show you faith that has faith. Come on, somebody. I'm going to show you a walk of faith that has faith that produces change. That produces, amen, great things and power in my marriage, in my life, in my job, in whatever I do. Because I'm a man full of faith, full of power. And God, you're being pleased with me because I'm being corrected. I'm being adjusted. I'm being made pure. I'm being made holy. I'm living for you. And so I'm different. I'm becoming different. And I know you're pleased by it. So my question is, is our faith pleasing God? 
Is it, are we, are we robbing ourselves? Because you got to remember, it's impossible to please God without faith. So we will give an account, church, of being faithless or faithful. You guys with me? Either we're going to give an account of being without faith or full of faith. I don't know about you, but I want to give an account as a man full of faith. A man that believes what he reads. A man that walks in the word. And what the word says is the word. And I'm not going to water it down. And I'm not going to chop it up and just use a little piece to benefit me. But I'm going to swallow things that are hard and that are rough. That say the truth and puts me in my place makes me a better man of God, makes me a better husband, makes me a better pastor, makes me a better son. So I'm going to have to eat not only my steak, but my cabbage and my greens and all the vegetables and my mashed potato. Hallelujah. I was just getting a good sermon now. Getting everybody hungry. But I'm going to have to eat it all. Some preachers will preach chocolate candy it'll taste good and make you feel good but a lot of chocolate candy gets you all high big old sugar rush but a well balanced message will hit you and help you convict you but also empower you it'll empower you like yes I can do this Yes, I need to fix some things. Yes, I need to adjust some stuff. Yes, I'm walking without faith. I need to get back and please God. Come on, I need to get back and please the Lord. I need to get back and be a God pleaser. A God pleaser. And God is pleased by our faith. By our faith. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Oh, Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're here tonight, you're saying, Pastor, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. This man who died on the cross and rose from the dead. I, I don't know who he is, but tonight I want to know him. I want to give my life to him. I have faith that I believe that he is the son of God and that he died and resurrected for the dead for me to save me and deliver me. And I want to confess with my mouth that he is Lord. I want to give my life to God. I said, I came with a friend and somebody brought me and, and or, or, or I've been on the fence and I really haven't fully surrendered to God. But today, I want to give my life to the Lord. If that's you, tonight, just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. So I just need to get some things right with God. Or maybe you've been, God bless you, God bless you, God sees those hands. Or maybe you're saying you've fallen away from the things of God, but you need to get some things right with God. Just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. God sees those hands. Maybe you're here saying, Pastor, I haven't believed the word how the word says what it is. I, I've, I've been only believing portions of it and, and I've got me in trouble. But today I'm going to fully surrender to the word, give myself fully to the word. I'm going to eat my whole meal, everything, and I'm going to take it for what it is and help me to get where I need to be. If that's you tonight, lift up your hands. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Hands are going up. You're saying, or you're saying tonight, Pastor, God spoke to me. God ministers to me. I, I just need prayer. I need prayer. I, I, I want to walk with faith because I found out that faith pleases God. No matter what I do, 
no matter how excited I get, it's not going to please him. It's my faith that pleases him. It's me acknowledging who he is in the word, studying the word, speaking the word, acting out the word, being doers of the word. That's what I want to do. And if that's you tonight, you lifted up your hands for any of those altar calls, I want you to come. I want you to come. Come now, come. Find a place at the altar. You walk out by faith. This is your faith in action right now. This is you stepping out by faith. This is your faith being worked right now. Don't, don't listen to the spirit of Antichrist. This is robbing you right now of a breakthrough, robbing you of something great. Don't do it. Don't do it. God, God really convicted you. God spoke to you. Come, respond to it. That's where you're going to get your miracles, when you respond quickly. Don't give the devil no time. Respond to God's voice. Respond to what God is telling you. Now, now, now. Yes, yes. Yes, God. Your sons and your daughters are believing your word. Your sons and your daughters are catching it right now tonight. Your sons and your daughters, oh God, are saying, fill me up. Fill my cup up. Fill me up. I don't want to leave this place the same. I want to leave this place different, born again, saved, empowered, full of the Holy Ghost, full of God's word. I want to leave this place knowing that God is who he says he is. And I'm going to walk my faith to please you, God, to please my Father. Repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, wash me to precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Devil, you're a liar. I rebuke you from my life, from my marriage, from my children, from my finances. I believe what the word says in Jesus name amen come on give the Lord a great clap offering we're not done yet stay where you're at we're going to pray with you we're going to believe with you just begin to get a hold of God just, just close your eyes open your heart and just let the spirit of God the Holy Ghost do its job it's your openness that brings a refreshing fire it's your openness